0: Welcome back to the In Round Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is David Harris. Hello. And Michael Breslin.
1: Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: God. If you're a regular listener to the pod, you can probably understand what happened there. Um, But I'll tell you what none of us can understand. Liverpool football club after 30 years of apparent hurt and finally become the champions of england we thought it was perfect time to sort of look back on their journey to winning the league talk about the people who influenced them the most um talk about some of the big victories um maybe reminisce a little bit on that watford game just so we don't have it being a total loving um and then we'll talk yes. about talk, talk about how we think they might go about retaining the premier league and what the other challenges need to do to catch them however as all three of us I think particularly not the biggest fans of Liverpool I want to give you this opportunity Mike bresin to um, talk me through your feelings right now
1: there's <laughs> um, something along the lines of wanting to be sick if I remember rightly I still feel that a few days on after they've won the title it's just Horrible really.
0: Dave, how do you feel?
2: I don't know, like I I think they've been the best team, so in that regard I don't have a problem. What I have a problem is I'm gonna be hearing about it for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I sort of sat there as um as Fernandinho decided he was playing touch rugby for four seconds. Um <laughs> and then I, William William puts it in and I'm like you know this is a massive result for Chelsea in their quest for the top four and you know the phrase we've won but at what cost it was like (laughs) the biggest example of that I think I've ever had because I was like (laughs) oh no oh god Um, however a positive to come out of it Mike do you want a stat I've got a stat for for
1: you I always like a stat
0: the number is one um, that's how many more Premier Leagues Frank Lampard's won for Liverpool than Gerrard. There we go. <laughs> However, I like that. <laughs> now we've now we've got a little bit of a little bit of fun out the way. Let's let's get really dark. Um, how special do you think this team is? Because they have a chance to. They broke the record for the earliest they've ever won, a team's ever won the Premier League. Um, they've been all conquering. They've destroyed everyone in their path. They've destroyed a City team which has had had total domestic domination over the last couple of years. They're a year removed from winning a European Cup. They've been to another European Cup final in that time. How good do you think they are, Rez?
1: Uh, Probably, well, I'm going to preface this by saying we we discussed how poor the the bottom five or so are last Mm -hmm. week. However, we... As we record, 31 games, 28 wins, two draws and one defeat. I mean, I, I can't remember anything quite like this. <laughs> they are unbelievable. Pretty much just a winning machine. Uh, and if if they happen to win all seven of their remaining games, which is very possible...
0: Well, <laughs> come on.
1: I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd on. hate to, to see it. But...
0: They've got to play the Chelsea. Let's <laughs> be silly.
1: 107 points if they win all those games, which is, I'm pretty certain, a Premier League record.
0: Yeah, yeah it would be. Um, um, just just get to 100 points and being the Centurions again is probably yeah quite a record. Um, Some effort.
1: Another thing I'd like to mention, they've only conceded 21 goals all season in 31 games. which is That's
0: a mental record.
1: Incredible. The next closest to them is Leicester on 29. They've conceded eight less than the second best in the league. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, they say good teams are built off a of good defence. It's
0: a pretty what good place to start. Offence wins games, defence wins titles.
1: There you go. That was correct that's this
0: year. Um, Dave, uh, we had a chat months ago, middle of the season, when everyone was already bo- proclaiming that Liverpool were one of the best teams to ever play in the Premier League, in which we oh. said they weren't better than the Invincibles, they weren't better than Centurions, they weren't better than United's treble-winning team, they weren't better than Chelsea 0405 4 05. As you Have you sort of shifted? Do you think they are better than some of these teams or do you, do you think the only one, which one would you compare the most? To? It's
2: sort of hard to compare between different teams in some aspects because I think it's fair to say that Obviously Liverpool have been very well, but when you look have done very well, when you look at some of these other teams, they did have like a stronger opposition team, which maybe makes their achievement even better. So I'd rather look at this Liverpool team as being just like another one of the great Premier League teams rather than try and say that if they were going to play the Invincibles or if they were going to play so and so that they would be better over a season or whatever. Because I think it's a very hard thing to to sort of try and judge. Um, I think really the only team you can try and compare them to really is Man City Centurions, just because Mm -hmm. I was only a couple of, well, it was last season. um, And obviously they've been sort of the two main teams in the last, last couple of years. So you can sort of compare how Liverpool have stepped up this year tremendously and Man City have in some aspects Sort of fallen off a cliff, really, compared mm. to the last season. Um, I think they are definitely going to go down as one of the the best Premier League teams. Um, as as Mike was saying, with goals conceded and stuff, they really have been an all round package this year. Um, and they've just at times really swept swept people apart. So mm. I think I think they definitely will be one of those Premier League teams that that everyone remembers. But again, that might be because. You won't be able to go for a couple of hours of your life. For the <laughs> remainder of it, without someone bringing them up. So yeah. they, um... <laughs> he's not wrong. Dave, Dave wants to compare him to Man City
1: last year, and they're twenty-three points ahead of Man, a Man City team that hasn't really changed that much since last year.
0: Yeah, no, Man City hasn't changed their squad. They have changed in terms of per, key personnel. They've lost. I think um, you made a good point there, Dave. And I think we've discussed it before in the podcast that it's really difficult to compare teams across generations, which is why you can only really compare them when they're within a few years of each other. So it's probably fair to compare the 04 05 Chelsea team with the Invincibles, for example, and it is fair to compare that Chelsea team with the Man United one of the Tevez and the Rooney and stuff. But the thing I'd say with comparing the strengths of the league is that this Liverpool team has had incredible. Um, European success at a time where two of the greatest players to ever play are still playing
2: mm.
0: um, let's not forget that they did lose to an all-time Madrid side um, and then it sort of disbanded and they got the win but I think we do have to sort of think to ourselves that these, these this team is really special really That's special. a
1: really good point We should have it, really seen this coming, shouldn't we?
0: They are. I mean, they had ninety-seven points last year, which, to be honest, they should have had. A, they should have had a title for that. It yeah. and
1: won the Champions League.
0: Yeah, and won the Champions League.
1: As it's you just
0: said, an unbelievable achievement. However, when I'm actually going to, com- if I'm going to sit here and compare their their title win to cities, and I don't know whether this is just, the st- it's probably to do with the style of football. While I've always felt that Liverpool's wins week to week are inevitable, I've never felt that. They were inevitable in the same way I used to look at City playing people and think City are going to score six or seven there. I just feel that maybe I just feel that City's domination felt City's domination felt like they didn't have a single weakness, whereas Liverpool's felt like even as they were undefeated for all that time, it felt like I never thought they'd be invincible. I never thought that they wouldn't have some problems. If you know what I mean.
1: They were starting to get there with me. I really was starting to think they might.
0: (laughs) you really worried?
1: I was getting worried, man. Before that Watford game. Holy crap.
0: I very rarely cheer cheer other teams' uh, goals, but that was one of them. That was one of them where I was like, yes! (laughs) Let's go. Even better that Troy Deeney played a part. A bloke that I've seen in Nando's. (laughs) What a guy.
1: (laughs) Now that is something you love to see.
0: You do love to see. Um, Just quickly... Uh, so, we've took, when we were given out our awards, we had an absolute ton of praise about Sadio Mane potentially being the second best player in the league. Um, for you, if I was, if you were going to have to say that a Liverpool player was the most valuable player for this title win, who would it? Who would it be in your mind, Mike? Would it be Mane or someone else?
1: Um, I would say. <clears throat> Um, my pick is, is Van Dijk just because of what we were saying about um, the, the amount of goals they conceded which is barely any I think he's been the rock at the back for the last two seasons really
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and t- he's totally transformed their defence from what was a, an absolute mess to now comfortably the best in the league the other thing the other reason why I picked Van Dijk over someone else like Mane for example even though I think Marne is probably the player of the year for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this makes any sense, but no, it makes sense. Is because I think you can replace Marne with someone else who could do a similar job. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Van Dyke is in that team is so much harder to replace. And that's why I think he's the most important.
0: True.
2: Dave, for you? Mm, this is one that I've sort of come around to. Maybe. I'm sure, to be honest, most people would think of him. I'm going to put forward Jordan Henderson, to be Obviously.
0: honest. Because
2: he's been ever-present in the team. He's, I feel like he's really stepped up as a captain. Um, I feel you see well... Um, and I feel Henderson's always been at the heart of, of driving them, really. And he's played well himself. Um, throughout pretty much the whole season, um, I just yeah. When you ask that question, as Mike says, with someone like Mane, you could just buy like another attacking player. I do get the Van Dijk argument. To be honest, it would be between Van Dijk or Henderson for me. Um, but I think as a as captain and how at times he's had to. Well, yeah. Sometimes he's really had to stick it in midfield, because sometimes he's... I don't know why I said stick it in. That is not what I wanted to say. <laughs> that is not what I wanted to say. There we go, it's a Dave Gaff. A Dave Gaff. You almost I'm got away with start it, then like... I started no, no way. There's no way I'm getting away with that. Um. Oh, well, what I'm saying is that I don't even know if I can finish the point after gonna, gonna, it that I'm much. Gonna, I'm
0: going to move you on, Dave. We yeah, all get it. Just forget it. Forget it. <laughs> forget it. Um. <laughs> I think I think Jordan Henderson is actually a really good shout. Um, if you haven't read it, there's a fantastic piece on the Athletic about his journey um, from being a, a Liverpool player all the way to being captain of a Premier League winning side. Um, he started the season not playing well. Um, and then by the end of it, he was essential to everything they did. Every blip they had was when Jordan Henderson wasn't playing. It's no surprise that he wasn't playing during this second leg at Athletica. However... And despite me thinking that he absolutely motored them to um, the title, and he was so important in keeping the mentality right, I think Marne for me, is still their their most favourable player. Because I'm we, glad one of us said that. We talked about it. We talked about it when we gave out these awards. There was those string of wins where they got one nil wins, they got two one wins, that, and you looked up who's got a goal. Mane, who's got the goal and assist, Mane and it's, those are the little wins that you have to add up to they're the difference between you making the top four and you we winning the league we see we sit under Ferguson all the time, those late winners, those really important goals settle the nerves and Mane did that for them all season it felt like um, so I think any of those is a really good pick um, but I, 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 for me it's still Mane, I still think the hardest thing to do is decide games like that, Brez?
1: Yeah, just just a quick one. I'm just looking at the stats on who scored, and actually, Salah has scored more goals in the Premier League and got the same amount of assists. And we think oh. Salah's had a terrible season.
0: Yeah, but who cares? Like, here's the thing with Salah. <laughs> Salah's Salah's obviously. I'm gonna I'm gonna remove my bias for two seconds. Or I'm gonna forgive him for. What was it? Shrewsbury away where he put a shot out for a throwing. Um Just quickly, actually, on a tangent, there's a fantastic article about uh, Swindon away where De Bruyne dropped a de- class, disaster class and then Mourinho sold him. It's also on The Athletic. Worth a read if you want to, like me, want to not be able to sleep. If, uh, um, if,
1: if they'd like to sponsor us as well, get into contact.
0: <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and anyway, uh, the thing is with Salah, he... The system creates so many chances for those front three that they are all wasteful. But I just, I feel like, and this is probably not right. However, a lot of, I think a lot of this is given to perception as well. I feel like a lot of Salah's goals are second or third ones. And that's a harsh thing to say that not every goal matters the same. But the fact of the matter is, if you're scoring the third in a 3 0 demolition, it doesn't matter the same as scoring the first in a 1 0 win. It just doesn't, and to me, that to me, I feel like Mane has just been so important, just in terms of those really crucial goals, the big goals. I just feel like he's he's had enough. He's had enough moments this season to merit being the most valuable player. He However,
1: does always seem to pop up when they need him every mm-hmm. single time.
0: He really does. He really does. He's, he's an absolutely fantastic player. Um, and the fact is, it could be any of these, and I don't really think you could argue with them. Yeah, I agree. Um. So, they won the title without being on the pitch. However, on the pitch, they've had some massive wins this year. That was a horrible segue. <laughs> Don't worry about well, we'll it.
2: Going, I was oh. trying to say, Henderson's carried a midfield and labelled it as stick it in. So, yeah, there's
0: no... To stick it in the, bar's,
2: the bar's very
0: low. Oh, too. the bar's on the spot. Um However... We were talking before the podcast about the wins we feel that um, that really um, were the moments where you believed and the players probably believed themselves. And me and you, Mike, couldn't look past the City 3 1 win. Which, what, what about that game really did it for you in terms of making you think that, oh God, this is it?
1: I just, I mean, it was always billed as the uh, almost the title decider and it was in November. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously your home games particularly when you're playing the teams around you are the ones that you want at least not to drop not to lose um but they came out flying i think they'd scored two in about 15 minutes or so yeah uh and they battered them to be honest for most of the game if i remember it, rightly
0: it it felt like um It felt clinical, is what it felt like. I mean, let's not forget there was a dodgy VAR decision that led to Oh, that
1: is a great point, actually.
0: Um, Like many dodgy VAR decisions. Uh, Actually, that's the thing. VAR is the MVP for Liverpool this year. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) However, that was the game for me that There's something about beating the champions and sort of... They were... There's so... They set boundaries for how many points they were winning. That it always felt like those three points were going to matter hugely come the end of the season. Turns out they didn't. However,
1: yeah, given what we'd seen the year before, yeah, the games between Liverpool and City were pretty much yeah, as as we said, dubbed as the title deciders. Even though
0: didn't matter when
1: they were, it didn't really matter when they were because of how good both of them had been the year before.
0: Yeah, and I just think there's something about being able to do that to City which is the hallmark of a really great side, which is why I'm so glad we beat City 2-1 the other day. Anyway. I have,
2: I have a different to game to put forward, to be fair. Um, as you said with Liverpool-Man City, yeah, they beat Man City, but I remember a lot of controversy around VAR and and whatever. And also, in November, you never really know what's, what's going to go on in a full season. The game that, for me, I thought this Liverpool team mean business was boxing day when at the time leicester was second and they they went to the king power and demolished them four 0.
0: so not november december yeah but crucially <laughs> well the very end of december oh, so it's there's really a tragic. lot of
2: games there's a lot of games around that time well
0: it was yeah. halfway through the season Dave, it's 2020 until it's 2020 <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference to last Oh year. God! What, what about what about beating Leicester made you think that this is the year for them? Well, Leicester
2: at that point had been playing very well um, mm-hmm. and looked pretty well at that point. To be honest, better than Man City at that moment in time. A lot of people the gave Leicester team. a really good chance to win that game. Yeah, and um, I just remember. I just remember Liverpool totally demolishing them. I think Alexander Arnold had a bit of a masterclass, if he I He did, J-Lock, Beat me on fantasy But they, yeah, they just totally demolished the team that at the time looked the most promising of them themselves.
0: Yeah. They've, they've, they've really had a couple of... The problem with this is they've been they've won so many games. They've been so good. They've been so ahead of the pack that it's really difficult to pick any out. But those two did for me feel like moments where you sort of sit up and go, "Oh look, it's happening!" Bloody hell. Started preparing her, getting a box of tissues so I can cry. Um. Anyway. However, sort of delayed the coronation, which probably would have um, derailed a slightly weaker mentally team, mentally weaker team. Sorry um project restart obviously and covid all sort of stopped it um so certain people have floated the idea of it being an asterisk title it's not just in this sport it's happening all over everyone's saying anyone who wins this year is going to be an asterisk um for you dave um is there an asterisk attached to this title or do you think that's nonsense
2: no i, I totally get why people Can make the argument given that it's not normal circumstances however with this Liverpool team they were miles ahead for the entire season and they've managed to win the title within two two games three games have come back so if they'd come back and you know they'd really play poorly uh, and maybe sealed it on the last day or the day before People I'd understand more people making the Asterix argument. However, they've come back and won it pretty much as soon as they possibly could. Um because the only other way they could have won it was Man City's results. Um right at the start. I mean Man City obviously did lose, so here I am setting the bar even lower for my analysis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you you know sometimes we're sat here on this video call i'm watching you speak dave and i'm sort of nodding along and then i realize he's he's dug a hole and he's climbing down into it and i'm not sure he knows how to get out (laughs) i'm just calling
2: myself out on this one to try and try and get past it but no i wouldn't put an asterisk next to this just because they were so dominant for the entire time Mm. um and yeah i would just treat it as a normal league title to be honest. And again, we're gonna hear about it for the rest of our lives, Will, so Yeah. Would
0: we'll you... never forget it. Asterix you... or not. Why we should probably put an asterisk on it. Um for you, Brace, asterix or not? Nah, no chance. No chance? Um not even a little I'm... bit. No. <laughs> they were so far ahead. Yeah.
1: And I, I really hate it. I mean, if I could go <laughs> if I could go missing like Gary Neville, I really would. But it's just they, they. I mean, we. I can read out that record again: thirty-one games, twenty-eight wins, two draws, and, a, and one loss.
0: One more time, you off the call.
1: All right, <laughs> they were, they were miles ahead. I mean, twenty-three points ahead of City at the moment. Everyone's in the same boat since we came back from this, from the restart. So it's not like it, um, Watford are playing in a, to, in a totally different game. It's, it's all the same. So, I don't think it's an asterisk at all.
0: Yeah, not one for me either. I think it would have been different if we hadn't come back and it was like the Celtic yeah. title. However, um, obviously our league's really important and isn't run by Roy of the Rovers um, <laughs> <laughs> or Scott Brown of Hellwell. Scott Brown, I tell you what. Yeah,
1: we even got our second division back.
0: Yeah, yeah. mind you, get their top two. Let's be honest, our second division is of a higher quality than their first division. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's not half time, but the the nutritionist comes in at half time. Like, all right, lads, here's your here's your carling and a packet of pork scratchings. Like, get a grip, right? Definitely tenants, well, definitely tenants, definitely. Yeah, yeah, not wrong. not wrong. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I guess the next big, the real big question now for Liverpool is, plenty of teams have won a title. There's been a ton of them that have failed to successfully defend it like let's take the last 20 years I'm gonna I'll run you through who's retained the Premier League title so Alex Fergusons United did it three times in one of the best teams I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, Mourinho's Chelsea did it in a row um one of the best teams I've ever seen. Um, Man City did it twice and that's it. So this is an absolutely monumental task ahead of Liverpool if they are to retain a Premier League title. What's really interesting is I think of all the managers to have won it recently in a single season, Klopp would be the most stable. Is that fair to agree that?
1: I would think so, yeah.
0: Because Chelsea have won it a lot and usually what happens is Chelsea <laughs> win it in one year and they sack their manager the next. So
1: <laughs> By Christmas the next year, he's gone. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh,
2: Christ. Dave? Yeah, just interestingly, I saw earlier, um, Klopp had an interview where he said there's no such thing as defending a title you just have to attack it so i just find it interesting <laughs> that that he's saying that um so obviously he's at, he's going basically saying that they're going to act as in next season as if they hadn't won the league and they're just going to try and treat it like a normal one I'm done. Like, Can which you will be hard <laughs> because every 3 minutes inside the stadium they will be chanting
0: champions. So I don't know how they're going to forget that one. That's, that's, that is a classic Jurgen Klopp comment. I mean, what's really what's really good is that they've managed to play 31 games without the wind affecting them that bad. Um, <laughs> apart from Watford, well. Uh, apart from Watford, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, I suppose it's a really good time to sort of ask the question about their hunger because they won... The Champions League for Liverpool, like, it, this is why it's, all week where people have been saying 30 years of hurt, I've sort of been laughing at. Because let's not forget that in the last 20 years, they've got two European Cups, which is more than most English teams have ever had. Yeah. Um, The league was the monkey on the back. And in terms of mentality, coming so close last year gave them something to maintain that those performances coming into this year what we're asking them to do is play at an unbelievably high level for a third season while keeping the same mentality, the same desire, the same everything. I'm not sure it's possible. You, what do you two think? Do you think they're, they're that, they're built that way or? I worry
2: about some of the age of their players, really.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like most of their key players are hitting like 28, 29,
1: 30, I'm amazed uh, that Henderson is
2: 30. I can't believe yeah. that. I mean, he has been around for years, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that's
0: because he started his first Premier League game at age eight. Him and James.
2: <laughs> yeah, for Sunderland. And, and <laughs> probably would have played better than the rest of the team age date,
0: to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Um... But it is a really good point that um, Henderson's thirty. The front three, who are so important to everything they do, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. What they've sort of done, in Liverpool, is they've um, they built they built Gary Neville took it really well. He's about their recruitment. He said they've they've bought thirty million players and turned them into one hundred and thirty million players at the start, and then they've just bought key pieces. But the key pieces are getting on a bit. Van Dyke is twenty-eight. Also,
1: he's actually he's I think actually, that's okay for a defender. Though he's actually twenty-nine right. in
0: a week. Twenty-nine in a week. Well, Davies—he's he's twenty-eight till he's twenty-nine. Oh, here we go. He's <laughs> not
2: finished. Well, he's twenty-eight. Yeah, he's got—he's got a few years
1: left. But if if Marnie or Salah loses their pace, what happens then? That's yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. And um, yeah, barrel Sha- Shakiri's not filling that hole. Yeah, is he? yeah I've, I've, I've I've done this story about Sha- the time I saw Shakiri live and just been amazed at the the fact that he was just so wide. Just his legs were so wide. Uh, um, Anyway, (laughs) that's it. I just, in terms of their recruitment, it's been a kind of a one in, one out or one out for a lot of money to um, refurbish the team. We're approaching the point where all these players are at their peak. How many clubs? Clubs are always looking to recruit younger now. Um, so the chances are that no huge bids going to come in for one of these players that allows them to refresh that way. Um, we saw with the Werner transfer, they're not willing slash able to spend money for squad players. So are you a bit worried that they're not going to refresh properly, Mike, and they're going to run into the trap that many other teams have?
1: I'm guessing the team that's going to start next year is going to look very very similar to the one that ends this season. Mm-hmm. Apart from maybe they can promote a couple of youngsters, we'll see if they do that or not. Um, yeah, but based on the Werner transfer, they don't have that much money to spend. And even in a probably COVID depressed transfer market, they're not going to be able to pick up the key signings that they might need or want. Hmm. Uh, a backup at Stryker
2: would be an area. Yeah, that missing out on you, Werner, to be honest, could be huge
0: already. Yeah, because when you look, when you look at Timo Werner, he would fit the profile magnificently, oh. wouldn't it? Because he's um, finished, he can play out wide, can play anywhere in those uh, front three positions. Is good. It seems he scores goals. Um, occasionally, is a bit wasteful, which um, obviously Salah is too. Fits the bill. Yeah, yeah, he's he's German, so the. The pundits can have some fun with that.
1: Yeah, just imagine those front four rotating: Mane, Salah, yeah. Firmino, and Werner. That would have been disgusting. Mm. But, but yeah, I am a bit concerned that this team can probably do it for another year, maybe two, and then it's neat. But they need to start bringing in the new guys like now yeah. if they want to be good still in two years' time.
0: Well, what what did we see? We saw it with um Mourinho mainly, and we've seen it to some extent with um Fergie. Was that you yeah. needed to Fergie's success was predicated on making sure that the lows in between the um the the great teams were never that low. That was what he was so good at, and it was these ideas of these three-year cycles. A team can play really well three years, and then you needed to start bringing in pieces to complement the ones that are there and replace the ones who are sort of aging out. Um, And that's what he did really well. Looking at this Liverpool team, they're in desperate... They're going... I don't think next year, but... Because the African Cup of Nations is now in 2022. When that rolls around in January, you lose the front three. That could be curtains for a Liverpool title challenge that year because they just lost so many key players.
1: Yeah, that's a real problem. I don't know if they're going to have the money either in January or next summer to even replace them unless they sell one or two. Mm. but who do you sell out i mean probably the only place that buys a 28 year old now is is real madrid
0: i think barcelona (laughs) yeah oh
1: yeah barcelona Good. actually
0: real madrid are going younger and younger and younger every year it seems that's true yeah except for hazard Um,
1: they've been interested in in mane i think haven't they they have i think and salah maybe last year
0: uh, i keep thinking this if you're um i keep thinking that because obviously the businessmen are hugely involved in like take Edward Ed Wood for example um Edward woodward should like look at players like salah and think we conquer an entire another african market for example like you look at chelsea chelsea are, Probably one of the biggest teams in Africa solely because they've had such an African contingent over the years. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Real Madrid also been decided that not only are we getting a good player, we've also got the chance at um, cracking into another market. Um, Dave, looking, we're going on about the squad now, but they've been remarkably lucky with injury over the last yeah. year. Yeah. Do you I think? Mean, yeah, sorry, going well? No, 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 no. Do you think? Um. That do you think like? it can be expected to be that lucky considering the kind of high-intensity style they play for much longer. I mean,
2: talking of Man City, like, they, they had it quite, they were quite lucky with injuries for two years and then this year it's really come to bite them. If if you take Liverpool in next year, say Van Dijk is injured uh, and say Mane or Salah, yeah. who in that squad without major investment is even capable of filling their boots because I can't... Joe Gomez is their only really good centre-back and he's already playing next to Van Dijk. Lovren and Matip on anywhere near that level.
0: Getting quite old now
2: as well. Yeah, true. With Mane or Salah, you've got like Shaqiri, who isn't really the same sort of player and don't know how effective he'd be as more than a squad player. Origi out wide wouldn't really do much either, I don't think. Uh, and then, obviously, you've got um, like Harvey Elliott, who looks good, but he's way too young, way too raw, really, to be given, you know, say, say like Sane at City, say one of those two is out for pretty much the entire season. Um, well, if it's a regular season, which hopefully it will be, you will be out for the entire season. Uh, you can't play like a 16-, 17-year-old for that many games at that level, that intensity, because yeah. he'll get injured too. I... Yeah, and even with midfield, for example, say like Henderson gets injured, can Cater or Fabinho or Oxley Chamberlain do what Henderson does? Probably not. So,
1: I've been a big fan of of, uh, Oxley Chamberlain since he came back. Actually,
2: Mm.
1: I think he's been really good. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think they do the same thing that Henderson does for that team.
0: I tell you, I'm not a fan of. Nabby Cater. They spent 55 million on him. Yeah.
1: Every,
0: sure. every time I go on Twitter, Liverpool fans are like, oh, why isn't Nabby Cater playing? Why isn't Nabby Because he's shit. <laughs> like, he's wank. Like, what, what are we doing here, lads? <sighs> anyway. Wynaldum's the man. No, oh, Wynaldum is the man.
1: Um, he's also old, by the way. Yeah, he's 29 as well.
0: Yeah. Well, old in football terms, I think, is what we're saying here, lads. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For any yeah. of Just the listeners so- get offended. Um, I guess the only last question is Klopp and Liverpool has been such a match made in heaven um, in terms of style, in terms of, um, I think, attitude, in, certainly in terms of political views and things like that. Um, he's been there five years. He took five years to build his team at Dortmund and then it rapidly came crashing down in year seven. How much longer do you think you can see Klopp staying at Liverpool, or do you think he's he's not really got anything left to prove other than retaining it's, it?
2: I think it's really tough because discussing what we have about players, he can have a system in place, but if they buy players in the hope of them sort of taking over the reins from other players to keep the system going and it doesn't come off, the system won't ever be as effective as it is right now in this moment in time. One thing that I would say that Klopp has more in his favour than he did at Dortmund, Liverpool aren't the club that sort of aren't a club that really have to sell their key players. Whereas obviously everyone knows that Dortmund, to an extent, can't really financially compete with the big boys, even buying. So he's yeah. there's a very there's a much smaller chance I would say of his players being snatched away. However, as we've discussed with the squad you would need to get some people in to replace them long term and they'd have to hit the ground running because if it if you've lost like Mane and Salah and you're playing people instead who aren't good and Firmino to be honest maybe doesn't get enough credit he's pivotal in in what he does in that team if you have someone that can't do what he does in that team the whole Mm -hmm. system sort of falls apart so I think really with Klopp to judge on how effective he could be it really depends on how, who they recruit in the next mm. year or two to try and carry
0: forward this philosophy that he's built into the club mm. i mean just in terms of moving on where are the only places the only places that really are a step up that he can go to because let's be honest the three biggest clubs in the world barcelona Real Madrid, Manchester United He can't go to Man United He's not the type no. of person that would ever go to Man United So he's looking at Real Madrid And he's looking at Barcelona And to me, neither of those jobs fits Jürgen Klopp They don't They don't feel like stylistic fits That you would expect um, Maybe he takes a German national job But I think he's probably going to stay at Liverpool For quite a while And I think it's going to be really interesting To see how he evolves his teams He shouldn't I be going near it.
1: Barca I, can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Klopp will be there for quite a while Mm. as well I agree
0: yeah so there's questions to be asked about Liverpool in terms of getting close to them but there's also very interesting questions to be asked of the other teams around so let's quickly run through the challenges and let's sort of have a have a quick chat about what we think they have to do to get close because it is an unbelievable gap Um, I think I do think I'm gonna preface this and this is Liverpool fans won't like this. I do think it's a bit of an artificial gap. If you know what I mean, is they've obviously played really well this season. But are Liverpool that much better than a fully fit Man City for thirty eight games? No, I don't think they are. Are they that much better than the Bruno Fernandes-led United for that long? I don't really think so. Are they that much better than the Billy Gilmore-led Chelsea for that long? <laughs> Remains to be seen. Billy, <laughs> I was ever so disappointed by your disaster class against Leicester. Yeah, I that was a shame. You. I will forgive you. Um, um, I guess there's other smaller clubs that might make a run for it, like Tottenham. Um, so, let's <laughs> They're start. not going
1: to make a run for it.
0: No, God, no, not with Jose. Let's let's start with the big challenger to Liverpool's um, dynasty, um, City. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, this is like, what was it, the Gary Neville quote? It's like asking which one you want to take home your wife or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, that's what it feels like for me. This is horrible.
0: Key problems for City this year that have been well-documented. Um, earlier... People who listen to the podcast in the early days will have heard me railing against Pep Guardiola for not coaching a defence. Mike, defence is certain... Defence? God Christ, defence. Defence. De Mar- we'll, we'll start <laughs> an American sports podcast. <laughs> I've been, sorry, I've been listening to a basketball podcast before I did before I came on this one, and they were just like, oh, defence, demand... OK. Anyway, <laughs> back on. But that's clearly a problem area for City. They've got Laporte back. However, it still hasn't looked fully sorted yet, Mike. What... What, what do you think they have to do?
1: To I'd, sure? I'd still like to see another centre half next to Laporte. He's mm-hmm. a lot more solid. It sounds like Otamendi might be on the move, depending on what happens, which would be which would be good news for everyone, apart from um, all other the other teams. teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> um, they still don't seem particularly settled at. Despite the amount of money you spent, the wing backs don't seem overly settled either.
0: Oh, it wouldn't be in summer without 50 million on a new left back,
1: yeah. would it, Beth? So be, uh, which is crazy considering some of the talent they've got in those positions, but it still doesn't seem to work out, mm-hmm. especially the left back. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have a clue who his best left back is. <laughs>
0: This is the thing, Ben Mendy's going to get a lot of, Ben Mendy's going to get a lot of stick And they have be been getting a lot of stick for that buy. When Ben Mendy turned up at City, he was probably a top three Left back in the world Yeah, And yeah. then he's had injury after injury And I just don't think he's I don't I think not being on the training pitch of Guardiola Was really hurt um, That being said, Dave It's time for a Dave exclusive Oh God because Dave, Dave, they're going to lose Leroy Sane Apparently, aren't they? Yeah,
2: Sane's going to buy him um... Is he Dave? You're not replacing him with Dave. Well, I well yeah, this like I'm some sort of agent involved in the deal.
1: I saw. If you saw, were, you wouldn't be on this podcast.
2: He would. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen that Greenish has been linked, which is a strange one. I don't really see him fitting that system. No. When when he's allowed to do whatever he wants at Villa, and he'd have to be like a very important fixed role in, in the team. I don't see it. However, with Man City, I think they, to be honest... Oh, I don't... I was going to say Foden can replace David Silver, but I, I sound too much like Henry Hodgson, so I won't.
1: Um, I think, He's going to be given a run to see if he can. I Here's think the thing. they're I'm only
2: sure. missing a couple of... If they can recruit a couple of good players, I think they could be right up there again. But that's that is, almost in the hope that Liverpool don't win two titles in the league, in the in a row, really.
0: So City City to me have got some really interesting recruitment questions coming because say what the you U- want. So yes, sir.
2: the the European ban, to be honest, will dictate yeah. whatever they can and
0: can't let's, do. Let's let's come on to that later and just act as if they're not getting it for now.
2: Okay.
0: Um, let's just so just think to me they need a new left back. They need a new centre-back. They're going to need Mm -hmm. a new goalkeeper, a reserve goalkeeper. They're going to need a new centre-mid. Oh, they've got Scott Carson. Don't worry about that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to need another centre-mid just for cover in the middle bit with Silver out. And I don't think you can rely on Gundogan, personally. No, you
1: really don't like him, do you? No, I what does he do, well man? Year, like
0: he just wanders around. He's not partic- he's he's one of those players who's a good player, but look I look at him and I'm like, Well, you're not good enough to play as a number eight when you've got the likes of Silver and Kevin De there. You can't play where Rodri does, so just fuck off. All right. <laughs> go play for Everton. Christ. Go next to Andre Gomez, or and you can both be there and I won't know what you do in a game. I also think uh, really interesting fact is I read a stat that Aguero's only played the equivalent in, in minutes of 16 league games this season. Um, Pep's been... He's turned 32. He's got a, currently got a really bad... He's got a bad injury if he's going to be out for a few weeks. It's interesting that Pep's managing him and next year he's in the last year of his deal in which it's everyone just... It's an open secret in football that he's going home to Argentina. Um, so they need to start thinking, is Jesus the the full option up front or are they going to have to recruit? So they've got an absolute ton of things they need to buy, people they need to look at. Um However, if I'm them, the, my first stop is I'm I'm saying I need a centre-back this summer and I need a vocal centre-back who can lead, which, coincidentally, every other team in world football needs. Chelsea need it. Man United could do with one. um Ars-
1: Evans. Ars- I
0: mean? Arsenal need 13. Um, like, <laughs> Things like that, for that example, they And then left back, what they're going to do? They're going to be like everyone else, by Ben Chilwell. Like there's not <laughs> enough Ben Chilwells to go around. Although, let me tell you, you now he was spreading himself pretty thin against Chelsea. Um, that being said, they've got they've got all those really interesting recruitment questions, and um, which are going to keep them away from Liverpool. But the one thing you would say, Mike, is we had questions about maybe Liverpool keeping their desire. We know this City team has a desire for domestic domination. Um, and maybe the real hunger for the league will be back next year.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to be back big time next year, I think. Mm. Particularly, well, we'll see what happens with the Champions League ban. But if they're banned from the Champions League, that's all they've got to run at. Mm. So, I mean, they're going to be going all out for that. I, yeah. I think Pep, Pep sticks around. We can just... In, De Bruyne says maybe t- two year the two-year ban will be too long, so he might go. But I think you're going to keep a lot of your players still that are currently there. Yeah. Um, and in that case, they're still, with a few question marks here and there, still very much in the hunt for the title. Still they're, right. Yeah, they're going to be gunning for that. They're going to be gunning for Liverpool. <laughs> so well, so is everyone else, to be fair, but...
0: Just spitballing here, if they were to buy Ben Chilwell, for example, because that's the guy they link with at left-back, and if they were to buy Cal- um, Koulibaly, who I think is a bit old for them, oh, but man. is still an absolutely unbelievable center if they was to get them two in, um, they'd be your favourites for the title, would they?
1: Um, they might not be the bookies' favourites, but I would like that to stick some money on them, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, as we always say, Mike Bradson knows more than the bookies. Um Always. Dave, I guess this is a totally different proposition. Is if, as you mentioned, it's a two-year European ban, then isn't it? Yeah,
2: I mean, to be honest, one thing that could save them is the effects of COVID on the on the transfer window, uh, because players like De Bruyne, for example, would command a astronomical fee. Usually, it's very unlikely that anyone's going to be able to afford that. Um, I mean sort of depends on the really depends on the players temperament because if they really want to throw the toys out of the pram and throw in a transfer request for example that could happen um but i think to be honest with this man city i don't really see any characters doing that in that team um but i think it would be very hard for them to look at challenge at the title when Obviously, players aren't going to sign for them without Champions League football. Mm. Not those top, top players when they can go elsewhere and Yeah. Play in the Champions League like most players of a, a top level like to do and expect to do, rather, mm.
0: each season. To me, the most likely thing is that the lawyers will get it down to one year and they, they retain the thing and then they just win 114 points in the league next year.
1: Oh, I think that works out best for everyone. That's
0: Sorry, 108 points. i like that it's all right because sir frank's team are getting 114 anyway speaking of sir frank's team they're not getting 114 you want to i've sort of sat here today as um we're about to play west ham in a few minutes god knows how that goes um chelsea have have bought some really exciting attacking players this summer already zh inferna fixing a lot of the the problems i know that i've had saying that I've watched so many Chelsea games this season where they've been really good. They just haven't had that finishing touch. Um, Brez, we mentioned it earlier, attack wins games, defence win titles. Unless Chelsea buy, like City, a centre-half or a left-back, can you see them even troubling those top two teams?
1: Uh, I think they're going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. But, whether, but yeah, I think defence is going to be an issue for them still.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we might not get Emerson though.
0: Yes.
1: well I mean that's, I mean that is good news.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, us still with there old spaghetti arms.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you've, <laughs> so, you've got a keeper you can't overly rely on, and your, your defense, which is a bit shaky as well. Over a full season, that's going to get found out in a few games that you. But need other than to, that. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you, I mean, your attack's going to be. You're going to be a good team to watch next year. I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah, well, before Christmas, it was like watching a basketball game when you watched a Chelsea game. Um, Dave, I think one thing you would say for the Chelsea is they'll be a year older, and for a young team and a young manager, that means a lot.
2: Yeah, I think some of these players... Um, yeah, they they sort of only just got used to the Premier League. Like Even players like Mount and Abraham, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Reese James, Tamori uh they they've obviously played you'd say for young players all, all four of them have played well this year um, oh yeah yeah but with another year under their belt they sort of know what level to expect whereas obviously this year was a further step up for them from when they were in the championship loan spells um so rather than a a huge step up where they don't know the sort of level this year they can they're just looking to better themselves, but at least there's not a huge step up going into this year. Um I mean, yeah, with the signings you've made, I'm not sure how often Abraham will play, for example. But I would imagine he might no. become more consistent next year just because he'll become on used, off the he's, he's, he's used <laughs> he's used to the level. Um and also I think with Chelsea there's obviously Billy Gilmore's a huge talent. I think Billy Gilmore.
0: Player of the Year 21 2022. Thank you very much. Holding um, it on. I've got it ready to go on the wall. There we are. No? We're not having it? Okay.
1: That's... I would love to see it,
0: but <laughs> imagine if Billy Gilmore wins player of the year, Christ. That would be so <laughs> funny, wouldn't it? Um so, and just quickly on Abraham. Uh I was sort of thinking to myself that um that it would be Abraham up top, ZH right, Werner left. However, Christian Pulisic, yeah, probably one of the stars since it's come back, along with. I tell you what, I don't know what coronavirus has done to Ross Barkley, but he is just—he's come out like he's just on fire. <laughs> oh, good stuff, I, Ross.
1: I think both of them are kind of playing for next, well, their place next season, really.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Particularly Pulisic now that Werner's in.
0: Pulisic has started to do the thing which gets Sterling all those goals as he drifts into the back post. You saw it in the Villa game. He. he i tell you what, a strike force of Werner Pulisic and um, ZH, interchangeable can go past anyone. That's really exciting. Um, I do worry for Tammy Abraham because I, I, I feel like he's the type of player that actually benefits from a run of games. Um, however, those are really exciting problems for Frank to have. And as we've seen since the restart, Frank's actually improving as a manager every day, which is nice to see. But I think next year will probably be way too early for us. Speaking of teams it might not be too early for it, though Manchester United the Manchester United I guess without wanting to bang on about it again like we did resident is the biggest barrier to a Man United title charge the manager uh
1: potentially my um probably my bigger concern actually is the um if we wanted to rest some players, what's actually coming on?
0: That's a good point.
1: What, what's actually, the players that, if we wanted to rest, Pogba or Fernandez, who actually comes in for them, at the moment it's Mata or Fred or whoever.
0: We will have no slander about Juan Mata on this podcast. Let me tell Did you Did you
1: watch him against Norwich?
0: Oh, his legs are gone, but he's still a good player.
1: <laughs> I love the guy, but that was just a horror display.
0: He, he needs to back to Spain.
1: Yeah. Where it's a bit slower, that would probably be more of my concern. Whether Oli can out-tactic people, he has done a few times against the bigger teams. He seems to struggle when we have to break down a low block, as we've discussed before. Maybe with, a... I mean, we're talking about only fifty million for Sancho. That's not going to get Sancho done. So
0: that's that's just a negotiating tactic, yeah, isn't it? It's just yeah, it's got to be. That was one of my favourite things about football. um, being on uh, our Twitter account with all the football um, stuff on there, and if you want to follow our Twitter account, it's at In and Around Pod. Um, one of the best things about it was just seeing everybody literally at the same time going "lol bullshit," and everyone knew what they were doing. And that's the thing: Dortmund are under no pressure to sell, so United get out those checkbooks.
1: Yep, yeah. Yeah, but It's just going to be another Bruno Fernandes where we end up paying what they want anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with Fernandes, and I will commend M- Mr Pogba on his recent performances he has been what good
0: the hell since the restart right. god the Scousers have won a title Mike's bloody hell. tell you what it's the end of the world it really is <laughs> it's <nice and laughs> um, um, I the
1: I think that they should really get top four next year that I don't really see them necessarily challenging for the title and with, without may, maybe a couple of Quite a few signings, really. Still, I think they're a couple of players away. Still,
0: okay. I mean, I tell you what, Dave. Um, if Sancho is, a, if they do buy Sancho and he's able to have the level of impact that Bruno Fernandes has had on United, in both in terms of making them watchable, for example, I think the that other day, is so true. I think the other day was the first time I've enjoyed enjoyed a United game in about five years, um, and I didn't really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> if he is ha- able to have that level of impact, it could. We could be talking about them taking yet yeah, another step up, Dave. What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's true. I mean, Bruno
0: Fernandes has
2: sort of looks to have added like a missing piece of the jigsaw. Really, he's just—I feel like the whole team have have like a, a newfound confidence just because they—he's just so—he's just so good. The attackers know that he's going to find them with the ball. This newfound belief that. They don't have to worry about going to get the ball because Bruno Fernandes will get it into them. Um, if you can add a player of the quality of Sancho, who I'm sure could have a similar impact out wide, it can only really benefit the team. Um, I would say, I mean, Dan James, as much as he's a trier, and he doesn't seem bad. Not anywhere near the level of Sancho, is he?
1: You just called him a trier. That, that makes him bad.
2: He is a trier. He runs, he runs all the time. The guy doesn't yeah. stop.
0: He runs in his sleep, well. Oh, I sleep. watched... He <laughs> 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 made Richarlison, according to Dave, the hardest workers of the league. Oh, uh, Richarlison scored today, Well, I just is wanted it? to bring that up. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. OK. Both <laughs> the clock is right to us today. Um, <laughs> it, I think I think it's really interesting and exciting times for Manchester United. They've got a young squad. If they get Sancho, I would... To be honest... I'd rather Sancho be in the league just because I think we need talents. Yeah. I, I don't particularly want him at United, but I mean, we can fit him in um, unless he wants to play right back or left back. Please, or left back, yeah. Please, <laughs> please, please get rid of Emerson. Um, we were going to talk about Spurs, but then we realised that's ridiculous because the idea of Tottenham Hotspur winning a title is laughable. Um but the biggest barrier for doing that the biggest barrier for Tottenham Hotspur is Mourinho and the biggest positive for them is Mourinho because if Mourinho decides to finally figure it out and Harry wants to attack in the modern era, then they are going to be an absolute monstrous team. Because they've still got Harry Kane, who's probably the best striker in the division. Debate that all you want with Aguero, but as certainly Aguero Rangers is probably the best. They've got some, they've got good players, they've got a good manager. They need there are a few signings away too. However, that being said, we started this podcast by asking if anyone's going to differ on Liverpool, and all we've done is say Liverpool have got all the players at their peak, and everyone else are a few players away, which I think yeah. is telling. Um, so, any, any thoughts on Leicester giving it another go? Nah, fuck them. They're done. <laughs> no, they were uh, indeed. Leicester actually very quietly and interesting have agreed to sign. Um, uh, the Portuguese guy plays with Betis in deep line mid. William was, Carvalho. William Carvalho, which looks to me like a replacement for Indidi. Yeah, means And let me tell you now, when I say Indidi, um, other than maybe Ricardo Pereira, is the... Better be Man C ...is the most impressive player in that um, Leicester team. And without him, they're a shadow of a thing. They actually lost today, didn't they? And they're now uh, one win from 13. Yeah, they
2: lost... Yeah. Look, Interestingly just, enough... Um, to Everton.
1: Richarlison's Everton. To oh,
2: God! Context, to put into context how bad um, Leicester have been, uh, when I was looking at Liverpool-Leicester, which was 4-0 back on Boxing Day, uh, let me just... I believe Leicester are on 39 points from... Let me check. They're on 39 points in 19 games. We're now at 32 They're only on 55. So that's 16 points from 13 games.
0: That's not, it's not,
2: that's not
0: good, is it? Relegation it's Not good at all. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of the teams are, just, are still taking another step. That's the advantage of having a transitional season like this is you get to see lots of new exciting teams next year. Anyway... There's only one team at the moment, and unfortunately, that's Liverpool FC. So, once again, congratulations to um, the city of Liverpool. Hopefully, you haven't finished burning it all down. Um, well, on the on the um, on just an unrelated note, I would like to say that there is no debate anymore about Steven Gerrard being better than Frank Lampard, and Frank Lampard should be knighted and they should raise a statue in the city of Liverpool. There we are. <laughs> there you go. Let's just do it. Um, in the meantime, that'll do it for this week from us. If the people want to follow you, Mike, to find out anything, anything at all, maybe your thoughts on thoughts and feelings on players in the league. Maybe they maybe they play up north. Maybe they're Brazilian. Maybe they've <laughs> scored one goal in like fifty games.
1: They've scored three, I think, this season. Three
0: oh, in fifty. Okay. And um, Mike, where can they find you?
1: Uh, yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter. That's at at Mikey Breslin mm-hmm. right over
0: there. And Dave, if the people want to follow you for your takes, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, on Twitter it's uh, at Dave Harris underscore forty four. You can uh, just
0: stick that into the search bar. Stick that into the search bar. <laughs> what <Dave>, that? <try laughs> it's very good. Listen, um, and you can follow me at Wilhunt seventeen. But as always, please don't. Please instead follow us at In Around Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and unfortunately not MySpace. Um, <laughs> until next time, uh, I guess just. Try not to give up. I mean, they'll only be champions for 12 months.